The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show. It's the after show, the show after the show. We just did sports stars and cigars. We had, uh, Baseball legend and future Hall of Famer David Ortiz, Big Poppy, on the show. And uh, it went better than I anticipated. I thought it was going to be crash and burn. I was getting scared there at the end. but uh, Yeah, I didn't think it would happen at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. But uh, we pulled that off. Um, at the same time, um, I think one of the subjects that was a big deal here in the cigar industry that happened over the week, and I don't hear a lot of talk about it, it was the FDA release of the final substantial equivalence rules. This is um, how they make um, a product that came out before 2007 substantially equivalent to another product. And um, Tuesday night, the FDA and the Center of Tobacco Products released the final substantial equivalence and pre-market tobacco application rules. And the FDA stopped short of applying new regulations to premium cigars. So that's good. Nothing is going to happen to premium cigars yet. They are evaluating industry comments and doing their own research on the category. Which they did already in 2016, three separate studies, and every single one had the same exact result as monograph number nine, probably because they mined the data from that same study, and it proves that if you're smoking premium cigars, Nothing bad's going to happen to you. So why are they continuing to say we are evaluating industry comments? They had five years to do that. Five years. I looked at them all, and I don't even work for the thing, <laughs> and doing their own research, and I did that too. And this is the FDA. Now, yes, they all of a sudden had a pandemic that happened, a worldwide pandemic, and I guess their attention was on other things. The good news was that they did, well, not good news for other uh, tobacco products, but they did what they did to the other tobacco products. That's their final rule. If you had a product from 2007 or after and it did not exist, it is not grandfathered in, and you're going to have to spend a fortune to try to get that through pre-market, um, which there is no cigar company that would do it. Vape companies, you take an R.J. Reynolds or Philip Morris, maybe, uh, but we know in the cigar industry it would be impossible to happen. So they say at this time the FDA is not finalizing the pro proposed substantial equivalent rule with respect to premium, in quotes, premium cigars. So now they have to actually say what is the difference of a premium cigar and a regular cigar, which we've wanted, us in the premium cigar industry have wanted this to happen for a long time. White House officials with category-specific data 
on premium cigars as they relate to public health and youth and nicotine addiction urges them to exclude premium cigars from the regulation. Another grand slam, yeah. back to our sports analogy, uh, to happen there. Uh, it does not belong in with these other products. And here is the White House officials. Now, this was Tuesday, and White House officials, if it's saying, said this, wouldn't this be this administration? Depends on what time Tuesday it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that could Tuesday's be a, a tough one. <clears throat> that's the day it happened. So uh, we are adding the Cigar Association of America's court's definition of premium cigars, define it as, and this is in their write-up, premium cigars means the type of cigars that, one, is wrapped with whole leaf tobacco leaves, real tobacco, so not a homogenized wrapper, it has to be a um, real tobacco. Two, contains a 100% leaf tobacco binder. So the binder cannot be a homogenized binder. Right. Mm-hmm. This is not good for some of these companies. Uh, let's take a J.C. Newman, sure. for instance. They have a factory in Tampa using a homogenized binder that, that happened. What a shame and what a costly move. But maybe they can adapt to it if, if this is the way it ends up going. Contains at least 50% of the filler-by-weight long-leaf tobacco. This is interesting because the idea was a long-filled tobacco. Well, no cigar is 100% long-leaf because we know they have to tear the tobacco to place it in there. So they're saying 50%. That is a Cuban sandwich, what we call it in the industry. It's a mixed, an exact mix of, and the only way to know is to take the cigar apart to end up looking at it, but looking at half-short-filled, half-long-filled Cuban sandwich, let's take a product like Classic, for instance. That's a Cuban sandwich, handmade cigar, but it has long fill and short fill pieces that are in it. That says that's okay. Now, now there are some that are handmade that are short fill, though. Not a ton of them. Right, right. But So they're not premium anymore by the definition. Correct, because four says is handmade or hand-rolled. What is the difference there? Is handmade or hand-rolled? Does well, that, you can't say, you couldn't say hand-applied wrapper, which again, a company like J.C. Newman, that's their shtick, hand-applied wrapper. A person has to put the, the wrapper on the die for it to be cut, yeah. suctioned, and put on. So is that handmade? That would be, no, that's, I mean, it's the cigar is made on a machine. The wrapper is. I mean, so, at, so, v- at various points have seen hand-finished used. Yeah, yeah. So it says, i.e., no machinery was used apart from simple tools such as scissors cut to, be- to cut the tobacco prior to rolling. So probably not, right? Um, has so no- doesn't that make the easy uh, roller kind of? A lot of factories use, the, although it's a simple tool, but it's. Yeah, it is a piece of cloth. <laughs> That is, or leather, I've seen. Yeah, um, yeah. Lieberman Press is what it's right, called. Right. Most factories do use that as a way to do it. Um, has no filler, non-tobacco tip, or non-tobacco mouthpiece. So all these cigarette-like things mm-hmm. are gone. The plastic tip things are gone. All that, as far as substantial equivalents, the one let's take Middleton's Black and Mild, for instance which has a tip, it's grandfathered in, they're all set, right? Because it's grandfathered in. Does not have characteristic flavors other than tobacco. 
this is important too. So you can't say uh, it's a strawberry such and such, but non-descriptive, characterizing flavors. So maybe something like an acid. What is an acid cigar? It's not cherry. It's not grape. It's not strawberry. It's non-characteristic. There's a flavor to it, but it's mm. non-characteristic, possibly. Contains only tobacco, water, vegetable, That's gum. grandfathered in anyway, though, acid. It's been out 20 years. Yeah. Um, but Nick Melillo's right. cigar would not, right? The um, Upsetters. Upsetters. They'd be very upset <laughs> that they can't be in. Contains only tobacco, water, vegetable, gum, and no other ingredient or additive, and weighs more than six pounds per thousand. So let's take a Macanudo Ascot, the ones in the little tin. No. Hmm. Well, that might be right at the six pounds per thousand, but then you take a, um, um, the real little ones like... Um, Davidoff Miniatures. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of um, Agio. Um, like the Panther. Yeah, Panthers and Agio and stuff. Grandfathered in, but nobody else. And do they look at that as, okay, now we have no competitors. The whole market is ours. It certainly because seems like someone else had, had something to do with writing this. This didn't come from the cigar industry. How this industry is defined ultimately determines how it is regulated to the public um, health risk data and premium cigars simply does not compare to the other deeming products is what our cigar industry is saying and what they are saying. And unfortunately, you know, it looks like this is the final, and that's what they call it, but it's not final <laughs> for the cigar industry, unfortunately. It is still pushed, pushed back, and the um, people that are not abiding by this in the cigar industry that don't fit in this, they're okay right now still. But still they have to worry. We're talking about a brand that came out in 2008 that does not fit in that criteria. And here it is, 2021. And do they continue to invest into their company or do they get ready to start folding it up? How does the FDA plan to actually regulate this? Because are they going to demand a sample? From every company that has... Everybody already applied. Now, if you didn't apply, you're out already. You're automatically out. Anybody that didn't apply is gone. Um, but you can't... You see, there's no there's no applying for a new product now. As far as, as far as the cigar industry goes, no, there's no more chance to apply. But as far as the cigar industry goes, it is not part of this. It's saying... It stops short of applying regulations to the premium cigar industry. So you're seeing new products come out, right? Still new products that are coming out. Will they be able to survive when the final answer is to them? As far as a vape product that didn't exist because none of them did, it's over. The, the deeming rule happened and who's ever there is there that either uh, applied and looking for substantial equivalence and doesn't match those. You've got to imagine everyone has a plastic tip. Or, or anything. Well, these are the rules yeah, yeah. based on cigars. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't go into detail about. Yeah, what is a vape and what is not a vape. So what we tried to do in the cigar industry when this whole thing happened is say that the cigar category 
doesn't belong in this. It's ill-suited for this whole thing. It doesn't belong. You, you, you're talking apples and uh, automobiles, you know, apples and oranges. These don't apply at all. And we have some of that happening. For all these years to happen, and the FDA still cannot commit to say something, they kind of want it to happen, but they don't have the juice to be able to say, okay, there is no proof on this, but we strongly believe this is the way it is, but we can't prove it because... All our testing. Well, they've also lost a few times in court, which would yeah. make them gun shy. Yeah. So, w- what what does this mean for the industry? It means these things are still going to come out, but it's a risky move for a manufacturer to do it because you don't, you know, me as an entrepreneur, how much am I going to invest in something new that could any day? There's no deadline. It could be next week. It could be next year. It could be two years from now. It could be 10 years from now or it could go away. We don't know that. We have no answer to do it. So do you end up coming up with a new product? Yeah, I mean, I almost think you should throw as much shit against the wall as you can and see what sticks at this point. I mean, you go into Wild West mode and just put a bunch of stuff out and... Well, all of a sudden you got one that sticks and the next day, okay, take it off the market. It's gone. No, you, you can't. You can't risk it. I think there's a value to grandfathered in products stronger than ever because, again, there's the unknown. And I don't think I would invest a dollar of my money into a product that does not meet substantial equivalence and already in for FDA that I know can be there. I'd rather do. I'd rather buy somebody else's trademark or whatever. And saying that, I think. That is how all these companies are going to look at it. And if they want to come out with a new product, I think uh, acquisition of brands, and we saw some of that brand, you know, just the brands, but I think you're going to see companies selling out that's happened, but also just the brand. So we saw Nat Sherman, Mike Kirkla is going to take over the host series and all the different series of what it is. We saw Fonseca. Which is just a name change, really. Right. Because that Correct. that product is which, grandfathered in. Which is okay. And we saw Fonseca go to My Father's Cigars. And I think now you're going to start seeing these brands being so, sold. Uh, yeah, a lot of companies have portfolios of inactive brands. Do you think there's going to be a big market for that and we'll see prices if anybody If anybody wants to put a brand out and they're going to say, <laughs> oh, I got this great idea. Let's call it Cowbell and we'll come up with this brand. And it has no substantial equivalence. It's not grandfathered in. Why would you do that? You got right. a good shot of all your effort and energy put into this thing, and it goes away, as opposed to pony up and get somebody's brand that isn't doing so well and turn it into your did, brand. Did you file for any Cubans? Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that'll be for sale, or are you going to hold it? It's for that? sale. It's for sale. It's for sale. <laughs> if there's anybody interested, I got I to hold All they have to do is buy it and change the name. That's... Yeah, but th- then it becomes that product. and uh, You're not selling it. Shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not for sale. He takes that back. I'd love the conversation. <laughs> I'd love to see who, who has the conversation with me on something like that. Of Any Cubans. I think that's a good idea, too. Like, oh, my God. Seek psychiatry. Seek help. No, Mike Tyson approaches you and says, I'll buy that brand, and he changes it, and it becomes the punch-out. Well, as, as I said, I, I would like to move – uh, my uh, show where we come up with um, 
conspiracies conspiracies of, mm-hmm. of what we think is going to end up happening come up with them it's a it's a, a thinly veiled attempt at david being able to let the cat out of the bag of stuff he's not supposed to say <laughs> by saying things like allegedly yeah yeah or i made all this up i made all this up this could happen <laughs> next week so barry you saw a new company formed from general cigar mm-hmm. splitting up uh some of their portfolio into another portfolio, and this has happened before. It's Forged, right, yep. is the company, and they put some of their brands into there. Not the first time they did it. Nope. Some Cuban namesakes. Yep. There's all kinds of cigar <laughs> brands that are in there. They hire another sales team. They double their costs yep. across, the, across the country and put in some powerful stuff that's in there that not necessarily are doing good. Let's take a boulevard that never mm-hmm. really took off in the United States. Um Partagas, which was a big, big brand and just died off and it has no legs. Unfortunately, it's a powerful brand that's in there. Um, Things that have had better days. La Gloria Cubana, seen better days. Um, And some of these things they put in there and I'm like, what is this all about? You got to look out there. Has anybody bought warehouse space? Is somebody making an acquisition? Uh, They're getting ready to sell it. I think the answers to all of that are yes. No, I think they're getting ready to make a purchase. No. They are going to purchase some certain things too, but they got some dead products that are out there. And this is not a shot. This is not something that's going to happen overnight because for them to hire a team, I hear they bought them cars. Hmm. Um, you know, they, they bought some. some uh, With a company like that that has the money that they have, it only makes sense in these unprecedented times to double your sales force. What? And everybody else is doing the opposite. They're getting That's answer. why it makes sense. Hey, look, the companies they, that are struggling for money don't want to pay the sales rep to be an order take. They did this before with Ventura. Absolutely. Ventura was sold. This and is the was same sold. MO. I think so, too. That's where I'm at. I've seen this show before. This exact thing from the same people. If gonna, if, why would they split it off, hire a sales team to sell it? Does, that doesn't make sense. Hey, nobody up, says it's it, going to be easy. It's going to be a rocky road, yeah. no matter how they do it. You're saying Rocky's buying it? I didn't say that. I just no. said it's going to be a rocky road. Is it some sort of hint, double entendre? Yeah. What have you heard? This is how – this is – Barry, you got it You got it 100%. I'll be shocked if it's not because uh, this is the spots that end up happening. And they, they will build it up a bit. They'll get placement in the store that wasn't there before. But you as the buyer at Two Guys for Years – the rep comes in with the portfolio, and those are in the portfolio along with this other thing. He ends up taking that portfolio, gives it to a, to a co-worker. The first guy comes in, you buy the cigars you want. The second guy comes in, you're going to buy them because I'm not buying anything from him? You're either buying that stuff or you're not buying that stuff. Correct. It's not going to change your buying pattern at all because it's at a different all. face that walks in. Who am I writing a checkout to? The same person? Well, we're a different animal. You got a you got another shot if you got another touch. So another salesman coming in representing a company, you got another shot. They, this is how Cusano did it for years. It's a million dollar move. Just just the employees alone is a million dollars extra. So you got to bring in another five million dollars extra sales because there's a different person doing it. I think you do. We're gonna see how this plays yeah. out, but spend a million on people, sell it for eight million, and you just made yourself seven million. And somebody buys somebody that's going to buy it that has that kind of money. This isn't some. This isn't Carl Malone saving up his money and saying, "Okay, I'm going to buy this, whatever the hell it's called, company that has a built-in sales force." It's going to be someone like a Rocky Patel, 
that has the money and has he the backing. He already has a sales force. He doesn't need the sales Correct. force. Correct. So if you're going to do it to sell it, you're going to hire all these people so they no. get fired the day it gets sold? Not if you sell it to somebody that is not in the cigar industry. That's my point. Who in their right mind would come in the cigar industry ever? The key, the, the key, Chinese just did. The, the key is the brands. They somebody bought it just, for a different reason. They bought it because Cuba told them they couldn't have any more cigars. And they said, yeah, we can have them all. The, the keys to brands, when Obama was president, he was looking to roll back the Cuban embargo. He was opening up things. Now Biden's in. Same deal. Same thing. The Cuban embargo might go away, and now you have all these Cuban brand names. It's not going to matter. Cuban, We're not there's a lot of Cuban them. brand names in there. They'll have the Cuban brand names if they have the rights to them. What are the odds we're going to see Cohiba them? Cohiba was in that list, too. Okay. I'll take your word for it because I don't remember the list. So. Cohiba was in there, yeah. which, which I was shocked at because that's maybe the most powerful one. I don't think they do the greatest job. It should be much more powerful than that. Romeo and Juliet, which which is Altadis's Romeo and Juliet, which is powerful. You would think Cohiba would be just as powerful or more powerful. It certainly is in Cuba. Didn't happen. Boulevard, dead. How did that brand not end up... Partagas, another legendary brand that they're not doing well. Plus, they end up putting some of their house brands and stuff in there, the um, diesel and and different stuff that they mixed in some shit that, you know, they yeah. throw this in there too, and we'll get rid of this. You know, it looks like they put a package together for somebody else to buy, and they threw some of their stuff in there too. I think that's, that's what it is. I, I think you're both out of your mind. And if I, the embargo lifts, listen, I don't think we're going to see Cuban cigar number one because China owns it. They bought it so they could have all the cigars. Why I want to do conspiracy theory earlier, because this was a big part of it, that this other group was going to get formed, bro- broken You've said out the other it. group many times. You've said it many times. You're on the record. Yeah. You got it. You got that covered. And, and here it is. And I'm like, ah! You know, as soon as they announced that, that was going to be definitely a checkbox of this end up happening. So it did. And then this ends up getting sold through. Um, they did Ventura, ended up buying what from them? They bought all that Mike, Michael Giannini. Giannini, yeah, yeah. Michael Giannini brands. What was it? Uh, Archetype or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, all that stuff that did it. And they sold it, and then nothing they could do with it. They tried to do it, so they, they made a lot of money, ended up selling that. So here we got all these dead brands. We can put them in the closet and forget about them for now, but you have to keep having these things out or just sell them off and pay your debt off or whatever. Or do a name change and come up with a new product in quotes. You're going to name change Boulevard and and Partagas, and these are powerful brand names. Cohiba, why would you do a name change with them? Look how strong. I would buy those brands if I had the money to end up doing it. Partagas, Cohiba, and La Gloria Cubana, you're talking all these historic Cuban brands. They're very, very expensive and there's somebody out there that ends up wanting Gloria Cubana, Partagas, Cohiba. Well, then the, the only pre, the only person, the only company that makes sense to buy them then is China. So that if the embargo lifts, they do have a, a gateway. And maybe they could. Maybe this Altadis group, whoever they are, ends up seeing this now that's available because it's separate and they're able to not piece brand the stuff out. It's all in a package. Well, I don't want this diesel and I don't want this other thing here and Whatever, it all comes together. You want to buy the company or not. So they get to get rid of some shit, too. At the same time, is my envision of what it is. And not that there's anything wrong with these brands at all. I'm just saying they were they are not up-and-comers. They are on the downslope, right. or they have been anyway. And then somebody says, I know what to do with that brand. As my father looked at Fonseca and says, okay, 
a brand on the downswing. It's seen better days. I can resurrect this thing. People think they can end up doing it. That remains to be seen. But does somebody end up seeing those brands and somebody with a lot of money or somebody that needs control of Cuban cigar brands? Again, a big part of my conspiracy theory of what it is, but we'll get to that in February or whenever. Late February, right? It's, the it's, last, Febu- last Saturday in February. Yeah. But this was part of it anyway. But uh, substantial equivalence, the final substantial equivalence. We is- own the show. We could do it next week. It's not. Nah, because we sent out care packages and uh, stuff like that. So uh, next week, what are we doing next week? We have Steve Soccer on. He's going to join us and tell us uh, why he lost the meatball or won yeah. again. What do you think? Odds on favor here? He loses. I'm rooting for Ed Santa Maria. You think he's going to win? You'd bet? Yeah, I would. Ed Sullivan, who's going to win? I'm going to go with Ed Santa Maria. He's the real Ed. I talked to Jim from CLE. Jim Price was in. He says he's got it. And he felt very, very confident about it. As Oliver Nouveau did, but I think Jim's taking it really serious. I'm going with Jim for the win. I'm going with me because I'm not taking it serious <laughs> at all this year, and that's how Steve Sacco won the first two times. We got Ed, Ed, you, and Jim. My prediction is Ed Santa Maria, Steve Saka, Jim Price, Jonathan, Oliver. Really? Uh-huh. All right, that goes on the record. All, uh, you, you say you don't come in last place this year? I come in first. First place? Playing the win. Okay, that's it for the after show. We'll see you next time. Stick the lid in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.